11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Tonight you got yourself Neil and I'm joined by Owen. How are you doing, brother? Hello, I'm good. Is well, this is this four in a row? I think it might be, yeah. Because we didn't do the, uh, our sched- nobody's schedules lined up last week, so we didn't get one done. Um, yeah, we're on four in a row. Yeah, so this is good four, going. Four in a row that a podcast actually happened, but if you if you discount last week because we didn't actually do one, yeah, yeah four I'm, in a I'm row. Discounting that we've actually done. Yeah, so last, know, been a hot streak. Yeah, I mean, last week we had talked about unloading on Justin Herbert and saying how bad Denver were, and then, boy, am I glad we didn't do that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say about the Denver game. Like, I'll, we lost. Yeah, we were awful. Um, yeah. Are you any more concerned after that game, or was it just one of those things? Um, Actually, yeah, uh, before you answer that, I, I just want to clarify for our listeners that Owen has been a fan since 2015, the Wembley game, Chiefs against the Lions, and this was the first time he has seen us lose to Denver. How, how did that feel yeah. like as a as a feeling? How was that? Uh, I mean, it was one of those games where I wasn't expecting it to be a particularly exciting game. So it was like a let Amy watch whatever she wants on the TV. I'll just put it on my laptop. It's not that big of a deal anyway. It was also an hour earlier because the clocks went back. So it started at quarter past eight instead of quarter past nine for UK fans. Um, so it was kind of one of those ones where it was just like, oh, I'll just put it on on my laptop and just kind of tune in, tune out. It'll be an easy win. And then we got, you know, we went down early. I was like, oh, it's fine. You know, we'll just come back. Chiefs always do this. We always play down to our opponents. Then they got into third quarter. I thought, oh God, like better start playing soon, because otherwise this could be bad. And then as soon as like the fourth quarter, and I said to Amy, I was like, oh, we're losing at the moment, but you know, we'll be fine. Whatever it is what it is. Um, and then it got to the fourth quarter, and I was like, this is going to happen, isn't it? It's going to be, it's going to be the one. It's going to be the first time I watch this happen. So it wasn't like I was invested in the game. And it wasn't like it was like you know I, I was, I was massively into it. And like, and I'm really glad I wasn't because it it looked like it was a shit show. I'm I'm so glad it was the game that I decided to like not really pay that much attention to. So, um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's. I've been feeling for the past couple of seasons that this would happen eventually. You know, that we can't be this dominant over a team forever. Like eventually, and they're going to get one on us, even if it is like a fluke game, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a shame that the streaks ended because it, it was it was good fun that we had that going. Yeah. Um... I guess 17 was one too many. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, how how much of it would you put on Mahomes just not being well and how much is kind of like other factors? Because, I mean, defensively, we played reasonably well. I mean, that, that one stat that blew my mind was they had 87 yards passing in yeah. the game. In the whole fucking game, like, yeah. how do you win a game with only eighty-seven yards passing? I know. Just... Well, I tell you, I tell you how you win it. It's because their drive started on yeah. at midfield on the thirty-nine, and then on the five, or the Chiefs thirty-nine, and then and then the Chiefs five. That's how they win a game. All of their scoring drives were on our side of the field. It's like it was just. There's not much, although you know the the Denver Broncos like. 
the Broncos who have a pretty historically bad offense this season, that like it's not been great for them all season long. You can't blame the defense too much because the offense didn't put them in good spots. Like there were so many turnovers and they they're starting with such good field position on every drive that no defense is gonna is gonna stop an offense from scoring when they're given that much leeway when they're given that much of an advantage like on the first snap of their drive. So you know, I, I blame Denver, the offense Denver's, for what happened. Denver's average field position, starting field position for their drives was their own forty three yard line. Yeah, that's not good enough. No. It's not good enough. So, like, I mean, is it, was it just, like, Pat had man flu and that was too much? The the offense can't function if he's not functioning well. Mm-hmm. Because what's surrounding him needs him to elevate them. And if he's suffering, then he just wasn't in a position to elevate them. Yeah. I mean, I mean it is feels that fair? like. Is that fair? It, yeah, it feels like the Aaron Rodgers years in Green Bay when they didn't surround him with with good enough talent like at the skill positions on offense. I think the Chiefs do that. The Padres does have it slightly better. I think I think there is some talent there, but on the whole, that's 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 the feeling I've been getting this this season. That it's like when Mahomes isn't playing well, and you know he is, you know, one of the greatest players we like we've ever seen. But he's going to have games where he slips up and, and doesn't perform well. And this Denver game was one of them. He, he didn't play well. He, he was throwing bad throws. He, was, he, he threw picks. There were turnovers across the whole offense. So when the offense isn't clicking like that and you can't lean on Patrick Mahomes, I think the, the weakness of the rest of the offense gets exposed. And, and that's exactly what Denver did. And nothing, not to take anything away from the Broncos because defensively they played a hell of a game. But I just feel like it was enough. I feel like Patrick Mahomes, if he was on form and if he was his usual self, would have beaten that defense it felt like he was off, and because he was off, it, it made the glaring holes even more glaring. So. Um, the the thing I can't understand, I couldn't get my head around, and I still can't, is like, in the first half, Pacheco had seven carries for 35 yards at five yards a clip, and in the second half, he had one carry for five yards. What what are you doing? Like, you're down by five at half time. They have a long drive, but you get the ball back and you're still only down by five. Like, it was late enough in the game when you got to the stage where you kind of had to abandon the run game. It wasn't like it was, you know, there was, what was it, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter when we went down two scores. Well, I mean, why? I, I, I don't understand why we're not making an effort to run the ball. Yeah, because... it, it felt like an off. It felt like an off week for the offense. Like it, what we normally do, what, what we've been doing this season, that's been working this season, we just seem to completely move away from in this game. Yeah, is, is it one of those where Andy's just like, I'm just going to be as vanilla as I can, and I'm going to try and get away with not doing anything beyond like simple shit. And but then just, the stubbornness to do it. that when you're losing. Is is yeah. what's bothering me. It's the fact that it's you know that's fine if 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 you're if you're still putting points up and you're still competitive and you're still like whatever you might have the lead then lose the lead. But we were losing the whole game, so you you yeah. think that toward, especially towards the end in the second half when it's a bit more like okay stop pissing about now like let's let's get a win here because like or let's stop being you know trying to play down to our opponent because that's what it, that's what it always feels like with this Chiefs team. It always feels like we play down to our opponents. And it felt like we played yeah. down too much to Denver and, and they took advantage of that and they made us look pretty silly. So, 
I, I, checked, I checked Paddy Powers at the start of the fourth quarter and we were still one and a half point favourites. And it's just like, this is nuts. Like, I mean, yeah. I th- yeah. were we losing by more than... What were we losing at that stage? No, they hadn't scored. So it was still 14-9 at that stage. 14-9, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that doesn't surprise me. They're betting, when, when the scores are that, it doesn't surprise me because yeah. the Chiefs should be able to come out of that hole. You had a 10-point deficit at halftime in the Super Bowl just gone. You had a 10-point deficit in the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Followed, followed like, you know, previous to that was two oh, playoff wins back-to-back. Yeah, multiple playoffs, yeah. Like, the, this Chiefs team has, on Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, have proven that they can come back from large deficits. And this was five points. So you'd expect that from the betting, especially with knowing how bad this Denver team's been. But... But this you know, team I, isn't I don't those teams, though, is well it? Enough. Like... No. That he he doesn't have the playmakers around him to do that anymore. I don't think. I mean, he has Kelsey, yeah, but like Denver triple covering Kelsey at times, and like then you look, right. at, you look at the Super Bowl. There wasn't too many differences on on the team. We had Juju on offense. Who, who else did we have or that we don't have now? And he came back from yeah. from a ten point deficit when he had one leg. Yeah, true. But then, they, but then I feel like they they play up to the moment. So when it's like these bigger games and it's like these playoff games, where when it's like win or go home, they they do tend to to play their best football. So it's a it's a regular season slip up that Chiefs and, always have, and it's a wake up call that we needed because it's not been at times it's not been good enough on the Chiefs' offense when the defense has been playing fantastically every single week, week in week out. It's not been good enough on the offensive side, and we've gotten away with it because of Patrick Mahomes elevating the play. And I think this is a bit of a wake up cause in like. Don't rely on him because there will be an occasion where, like, he's he's human, right? He's going to make mistakes. And mm-hmm. you don't want to put all of your investment in him when you can add talent around him to build upon it even more. Like, I don't see – yeah. So, trade, le- trade deadline is gone and we didn't – well, I mean, I, I was going to say we didn't trade for anyone, but technically we traded for McCall Hardman. So, we we picked up a wide receiver from the trade market just not necessarily one that everyone wanted um yeah i mean he's uh, another guy that we didn't have we didn't have this year that we had in the super bowl but we did have him in denver so yeah <coughs> sorry I, um, I, yeah I, I don't know i feel like making a move was something we need to do and i think i feel like i'm still not you know against harman coming back i feel like he'll have time to to, to reacclimatize himself to the system and hopefully he'll be able to 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 step up and make some plays for us for the rest of this year, um, it, it the thing that angers me the most is how much I wanted DeAndre Hopkins to be in a Chiefs uniform this year, <laughs> and then the one week that it's exposed that we need a wide receiver, he goes off and scores three touchdowns on four catches with a struggling Titans team, and it's like oh, I wish that we had him in the building because he is such a talented player, and I feel like we would be having a very different conversation if we did have him on the team right now. So I feel like it's too late to go to go for someone. Um, I think Washington are completely collapsed, but I don't think the Chiefs have the dark draft capital to go after Terry McLaurin. Um, we're not going to get Devontae Adams because there's no way that the Raiders are going to trade trade him to us. And I think D-Hop's price has just gone up exponentially because of the game he's just had. Yeah. It's tricky. Then we're it, in a tricky spot. Yeah, it, it is because like... We're 
eight weeks into the season and um I, I don't see any improvement in players in the offense except for Rishi Rice, um, mm. who has been fantastic. Um but like the the rest of the wide receivers are no better. Um, oh, Duncan, don't do that to me. So Duncan just put a message in one of the WhatsApp groups: trade deadline move, Claxon. And then the next message is Darius Harris is back. Duncan, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't see any improvement from the rest of the players. Like, there's you've got Mahomes yelling at MVS to come back to a ball. Like, he's not a rookie. You. You've got to know that shit by the time you're in year six, year seven, whatever it is he's in. Yeah. Like, and this is a player that's gone from Aaron Rodgers to Patrick Mahomes. You'd feel like, yeah, you'd learn a thing or two, or like, you know, you feel like you're you're in a I'd good like enough to system so. to to do well. And it's just, he seems to really regress from last season because I liked him last year. He 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 was solid. Not, you know, he wasn't like gonna like like blow you away, but I feel like he was the, the next best thing after. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster in that wide receiver room last year. He he could do a job, and yeah, his job was to stretch the defense deep, and he still, mm-hmm. to an extent, can do that job. But fifty-fifty whether he catches it if the ball gets thrown to him. But at least he he's keeping the defense honest, and they have to account for him kind of going back there. Same with Justin Watson. Like the the Chiefs are targeting Watson twenty two yards downfield i think it is on average this it's a an insane distance but teams have to respect that and have to play accordingly but then you go back to the well why can't we run the ball then because if teams are dropping deep to respect justin watson and mvs you, you they're not loading the box up so yeah. why aren't we success or why aren't we punishing teams for doing that it's just Andy, you do me head in at times. You really do. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a grumpy old shite. But like it, it's just like I don't get. I don't get it. I don't understand why you're not just feeding Pacheco at the moment, uh, yeah. particularly, yeah. particularly in Denver when Pat clearly isn't hundred percent. Probably isn't even seventy percent. Like. Why aren't you like handing the ball off and getting your five yards on first down? And then you've got second and five, and then you can mess around from there. That's fine. But yeah, just, but if we uh, weren't even messing around with, we weren't even trying to do too much with Mahomes. It was just stagnant. Like it wasn't even yeah. like we, it was like, oh, we'll limit Pacheco because we're going to do all this fun stuff with Mahomes throwing the ball. The guy's ill. So we weren't even doing anything like particularly impressive passing the ball. So, yeah, it, it begs the question, why weren't you, you running the ball more? And, yeah, we were playing from behind, but when you're running back, it's averaging only five, five yards carry. Only five points behind That's what I mean, until yeah. it 10 minutes big. to go in the game. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, why would you not lean on the running back more, especially when your quarterback's showing signs of not being at his best? It doesn't matter who it is, if it's Patrick Mahomes, if it's, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. It doesn't matter. If your quarterback's <laughs> not playing well, you, you, should, you should at least adapt. Is Jimmy G I mean, playing well? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like there's this, there was stubbornness on Sunday night. That's what I put it down to. I think I think it was yeah. home not being at his best, and I think stubbornness. And I think there's stubbornness in the coaching, but then there's stubbornness in in the front office all season long 
thinking that we're okay at receiver when when we're not. And I think Harbin did try to fix that issue, but it's not it's nothing new. It's nothing that we've not had before. We've, we've had Harbin in the building, so it, it doesn't feel like we, we've gone out there and made a signing. It just feels like oh, we've got a guy back that was on the roster last year, sort of thing. So it doesn't feel like we've made too much of a move. So it feels like it, there's just a bit of stubbornness, stubbornness from the front office and the coaching recently. And it look, it's looking like it's costing us, but, you know. I think the key thing for me is what are we going to look like after the bye week? Um, so we've got Miami this week, which we're going to talk about at length shortly. Then we've got the bye week and then uh, it's the Eagles on the Monday night after that, isn't it? But how mm. much or how successfully... Are they going to self-scout during that bye week and go, right, this is what we're doing well. This is what we're not doing well. Let's stop doing the crap. Stop giving it to fucking Clyde. Because um, that's, oh, like, it's a drive killer. Like, it, it, yeah. it shouldn't be. But, like, you're handing it off to someone who's got, like, a 15% success rate on running the ball. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Are you telling when, me you, when there you, is a player like Pacheco on the sideline. Yeah, absolutely. Why yeah, I mean. Not? What I mean, go pick your lad off the practice squad um, and give him a run out and see if he can do any better because Clyde is brutal at the moment, absolutely mm-hmm. brutal. Um, yeah. Like, they they don't play to his strengths, they never have, but when he is given the ball, he, he's not doing anything with it. So, like, it just makes no sense. Makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. Ah. I, I think... I think... <laughs> The Dolphins game will be what it what it be. If if it's the same Chiefs team that we saw against the Denver Broncos, we'll get absolutely smoked. If you know if, if it's going to be the the team that's been playing the rest of the season, it'll be a it'll be a contest and it'll be a great game. So we've got to hope that the, the best side of the Chiefs shows up and and hope that this loss has kind of like shaken them, um, and kind of made like given a bit of a wake up call that okay, we can't really play play down like that to this amazing Miami Dolphins team. And then just, you know, if we come out of that with a win, great. It's been a great weekend for us, but go into that bye and just have a real big shake up and, and just, just sort it out because I feel like it's needed. I feel like we need to just win or loss next Sunday against Miami. We need to go into the off season, uh, into the bye week, sorry, like wanting to ch- make a change to the offense, not necessarily like personnel wise, but just, the, the approach to the offense because it, it's not been working and it's, and it's looked shaky all season long and we've finally been exposed for it. So, But, I mean, the flip side of this, and I, I'm not sure I can play devil's advocates myself, but I'll try is we're <laughs> six and two. Like, yeah, we're number, we're still the number one seed at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, if you look at uh, DVOA, we're top five in DVOA in offense, defense and special teams. Like, if you look at numerically and statistically, like we're playing really well. It just doesn't feel like we are. And yeah. this this game was something of an aberration. Like, um, you know, it, we just didn't show up like that's So be it. Right. Okay. But, but then how, how many times in, in the regular season in the past five years, can you remember there being a mid season meltdown from Chiefs fans of just, we're no good. This is final of the year. We're getting year. exposed. <laughs> This this season's over, and it's like week ten, and then we end up back in back hosting the AFC Championship game again, if not in the Super Bowl, if not winning it. I, it feels like there's always this like lull in the regular season where 
Chiefs fans think that their day has finally come and, and this is finally the, 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 the reckoning of the Kansas City Chiefs and it's all over and Mahomes is going to go downhill from here and blah, 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 blah. Uh, at this point, the amount of times this has happened in the regular season, I, I'm, I'm not worried in terms of the whole season prospect yet because this always seems to happen. There's always seems to be a shot glass. It's always the Indianapolis yep. Colts or another team like yep. that that comes in and beats us. And it's like, oh God, these the Chiefs are bad. And then all of a sudden we're not so bad and we're winning a lot of They're games and we're and we're getting the one season. I mean, that, that, that's exactly the thing. Like, oh, you know, we're we're de- we're not blowing teams away. Like, we're not doing a Miami and sticking seventy on Denver. But you d- you don't get anything extra for that. Like, so we we do we usually do enough to win the games and don't expend excess energy. You know, trying to make a point and racking up a score or whatever. Um, uh, I kind of I said at the start of the season, I'm gonna really really try not to overreact on a weekly basis and go, oh, you know, we're amazing or oh, we're terrible because bigger picture, it's just get to the playoffs and then mm-hmm. playoff Pat turns up and you know things will be fine. Um, I I I have slightly more inklings of doubt than I have in previous seasons just because of what I see around him. I think. If Rishi Rice continues to improve at the rate he has been doing, that will take some of my um, fears away. Um, if they can get him, if they can get production from him that they got from Juju last season by week fifteen, if he's playing something like what Juju gave us last year, I think we'll be fine, regardless of what I think of the other wide receivers. Um, but can we do that? Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah, it, it it does feel like it's it's. I feel like how oh God, I hate saying this. I feel like how <laughs> New England Patriots must feel in the middle of of their dynasty years, where it's like you can't really overreact to the the regular season too much because we're probably going to be in the postseason. So that is where, like you know, the real starting to worry happens. Because you're going to play well enough where you're going to get there. You've got a good enough base. Your floor is good enough where you're going to be in the playoffs. It's just about where you seed and how well you perform in those last few games in a run-up to the playoffs and obviously in the playoffs. Mm. Which I hate saying because I, I, I hated obnoxious Patriots fans during those but years. But it's true. But it is true. true. And whilst you sat here, it, it's that's the reality of the situation. Is our, seed, our floor is good enough that we'll probably be in the postseason and we'll probably be seeding quite highly. We'll have a odd hiccup game, suck it up, move on, and just hope that those issues are still around come the postseason. And I think Andy Reid's a good enough coach where those issues won't be around as much in the postseason because he knows ways of working around it. And he proved that in the Eagles Super Bowl because he was scheming guys open all game long, especially in the second half. And and we looked unbeatable in that second half. It looked like it was an over my dead body game for Andy Reid. So, and that's it. Like Andy saves a good shit for the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. And that's partly why we look a different team in the playoffs is because we're doing different. We're doing the good stuff that actually works when it matters and not in week yeah. eight against Denver when we're trailing by five points and, you know, let's just punt and pin them back and the defense is playing well and we'll contain them and get the ball back and we'll have another go. Um yeah, and Andy's saving the good stuff for later on in the season. Um, if you th- if you think too much about regular season games, 
then you drive yourself nuts. <laughs> yeah, and, and and looking at looking at the Miami the Miami Denver game and the Chiefs Denver game, Miami will put 120 to nothing on us next week because they absolutely smashed the Broncos earlier in the season and we got absolutely turned over by the Broncos. So mm. if, if you hold too much weight on regular season games like that, then you've got to be expecting 120 to nothing loss, right, to the Dolphins. But yeah. I think it'll be a good game and it'll be competitive. And, and I don't know, I, I don't to know. I don't have the most confidence in the world to say the Chiefs will win it, but it'll be a fun game and I think we'll play up to them and I, th- and I think it'll be a contest. So I I I'm not I don't think we're going to see it, but I'd love like a 54-51 kind of mm-hmm. like a Chiefs Rams Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah, just like a you score, we score, Kevin Keegan at Newcastle kind of um, style of thing. You know, we'll we'll score more than you no matter how many you score. But I think defensively we're we're significantly better this season than we have been at any time recently. Even though there's a couple of injuries kind of starting to creep in. Um, like it's Tuesday night for a change when we're recording this because we're both going to Frankfurt at the weekend. Yes. Um, but that also means we haven't got the injury report, so I don't know who's practicing and who's not. Um Yeah, I I I worry my one worry with the Miami game is if we get down early do we have enough firepower to keep up with them mm-hmm. but i think if we can if we can get the lead and we can dictate the game i i think there's there's definitely a path to us winning there you know if chris jones can get a couple of hits on two or early on and the dbs can get their hands on tyreek because you can't let him get freely off the line of scrimmage you have to try and jam him and you know Spags give them cover over the top and maybe that's the start of a plan but um yeah if we go down early and they can do what they want on offense and we have to pass that that could be an issue <laughs> yeah I, I think the key to both to, to both teams this weekend will be get off to the hottest start possible because Whoever's controlling the game, the talent is there on 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 either side to control the game for the, for its entirety. It will take a lot for one team to get into the lead and then the other team to to, to come back from that, or or sorry, a, a large enough lead or at least look dominant, and then for the other team to come back. It will take a lot for that other team to to turn things around because the talent is so high, especially with Jalen Ramsey being back for Miami as well. Is, is he, he saw, officially back? Well, he saw the field and he got he got a pick. In, in Did the last he? Game. I, I I didn't yeah. see. Yeah, I didn't look at their stats. In yeah, the he's game. back as of, as of last week. Uh, he okay. played and he got an interception. So, yeah, he's back, which obviously makes that defense a lot stronger um, because he is, you know, or has been for a while one of the better cornerbacks in the league. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, it will be either a really really fun day out in Frankfurt and just unbelievable entertainment or it'll be uh painful <laughs> i i have seen was it duncan who said like it's it's not about the result of the game it's about the weekend and yeah like we we do have some plans we do uh intend to have a good time regardless of um how the game goes and I, i'm getting in on friday 
late morning. You're getting in Saturday early doors. Early morning, yeah, about nine o'clock. I think I land. Yeah, so I think Friday night is kind of pub crawly. Um, if anyone's listening and they're not in the WhatsApp group, send send us a message and we'll add you in there. But I'll warn you, it, it's messy. Um, <laughs> there's, I think we're up to about sixty people in there now, as I can quickly check because it's high up on my list of things here. Uh, participants, fifty six people in the WhatsApp group. Um, there's banter flying and there's a i i find it really funny um some of the american people who are in there who have no idea what we're on about at times <laughs> um and there's a couple been a couple of uh asking for explanations of what what does this mean um which I, i've got to say i find highly amusing um i'm very yeah, so- much just in the background of of that group chat just letting all the messages like wash over me occasionally I'll, I'll look at my phone and see this yeah messages. yeah and i'll see someone talking about something that that might intrigue me and then i'll jump in it quickly and i'll read the previous like 50 messages to kind of get myself caught up and then i'll be like this is <laughs> this is too much i've been god yeah it's 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 been hard to keep up with i, I, but I, I, times. I enjoy that because i've i mean there's there's more and more new people there's people being added to the group but i have no idea who they are but like we're all Chiefs fans in there, so you know you instantly you have something in common with these people, and I'm sure over the course of the weekend, because we'll be able to keep in touch with each other and we'll be able to meet up. Like you know, you you will make, meet new friends. Like you look mm-hmm. at when we went to Kansas City last year, and those of us that stayed in the frat house, like some of those, they're great guys, and. Yeah, you know, I'm very proud that I can call them friends now, and that—that's kind of what Arrowheads Abroad is about. Is about bringing people together and uh, kind of getting a community for cheese fans, not just from overseas, although for a large part from overseas, but kind of merging that overseas fan clubs with the guys from Kansas City because the people from Kansas City love the fact that there's people elsewhere around the world who love the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful thing. It really is. Yeah, sure is. Let me cry. Um, <laughs> the, the, the excitement, the excitement is through the roof of that group chat. That is one thing I will oh, say. It is everyone yes. is really looking forward to it, myself included. Although I don't show it in the group chat, uh, that excitement is bubbling up underneath the surface. Um, I can't wait. It's come around really quickly as well. I, I was yeah, actually yeah. shocked late last week. I was like, oh, it's, it's next weekend. Like this is the last weekend before before Frankfurt, and it, it feels like it's come around so quick. And I'm sure it will come and go just as quickly. And and um, but no, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be a, a fantastic weekend, win or loss, um, outside of the game as well. Just the weekend in general will be will be really good fun. Really looking forward to it. Uh, I think the idea is pub crawl on Friday evening. So on Friday afternoon at half past four, somewhere down by the Championship, um, we are going to try and get the world's largest red friday non-kansas city based photographer um oh, God, some, kind of, some kind of obscure guinness book of records um <laughs> style thing but i'm gonna um, show myself into it afterwards i'm sure we can do that yeah i'm sure we can do that um yeah so friday afternoon half past four uh people get yourselves down to the championship area where there's kind of like a fan zone and um merch stores and food stuff and all of that kind of malarkey um but we're going to try and get as many people together as we can to do a group photo for red friday 
we have a guy who's called Mick, who is uh, one of the Kansas City TV stations, whatever whatever the one Mackenzie was on, uh, KC41, I think it is off the top mm-hmm. of my head. Um, so I think I believe he is going to be down there at some stage on Friday afternoon as well. Uh, oh, cool. Pub crawl slash hangout in bars on Friday nights. Uh, um, you've missed the most important detail as well. Oh, go on. for the evening. Oh, how did I miss that? <laughs> how did you miss that? <laughs> how, how did I of all people miss that? Yes. Um, it is a Taylor Swift inspired evening. Uh, dress code is Taylor Swift t-shirts. I ordered uh, matching t-shirts myself and my wife who's coming with me. And for some reason... Uh, the Redbubble crowd managed to send me one Taylor Swift T-shirt for my wife and one completely unrelated to Taylor Swift <laughs> T-shirt for myself. Uh, and it was too late when I got it to order another one. So I will be in my brand new Save the Panda T-shirt, which unless <laughs> Taylor Swift really loves pandas or something. Um, is going to be a little out of place. But yeah, Taylor Swift um, T-shirt inspired evening. If you haven't got one by now, you're probably going to struggle. But a Travis Kelsey jersey probably do the trick just as well. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, um, the plans are just in the evening. So there's the the do at six o'clock in the evening, which is uh, sold out now. I'm going to quickly try and find the details of that because that is somewhere in the media in the WhatsApp group because I saw it earlier. Uh, it is uh, Das Kingdom KC fan party uh, in conjunction with Frankfurt Galaxy at Massive Central at 6 p.m. Um, I think we pretty much all have tickets for that, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is sold out now, but I think the majority yes. do. Yeah, um, so that's six until midnight. There's um, apparently some really nice merch going to be on sale there. Uh, there'll be special guests, um, just generally a good time had by all. Um, so massive central six o'clock, uh, but it is sold out. So if you haven't got a ticket now, tough. Um, I think Owen, we are potentially going to be on. I certainly am going to be on the championship at half past three on Saturday. Um, and you potentially will be as well, since we have a yeah. ticket for the same time. I'm going to be, I'm going to be an Eric Berry game time decision. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you're around the championship on Saturday afternoon at half past three, you'll probably find the two of us down there somewhere. And then Sunday, I don't think we do. We have anything arranged for Sunday morning yet? I don't think we do. Do we? There is a season ticket holders brunch on the championship, but uh, I don't have tickets for that. You don't either, do you? No, nope, I didn't know. No, because you, yeah, because you got your tickets through me, so that'd be why that was. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't doubt Sunday morning is going to be congregate somewhere, find breakfast somewhere, and then head out to the game. We do have free public transport. Have you sorted yourself out for that yet? No. So our game tickets. Maybe I do need to read the group chat more. <laughs> yeah, you probably do. Yeah, our game <laughs> tickets provide us with free public transport to and from the game. Oh, great. Um, Cool. So we can get the tram or the subway tram. Because it is a bit far out, isn't it? 
I think it's about 20, min- 20 minutes yeah, out the of the city centre. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's not, it's not close, but it's not yeah. horrendous yeah. either. Mm. Um, but yeah, so there, we do get free public transport. So anyone who's got game tickets, um, you can um, get yourselves out there for free. Um, I'm not sure there's a great deal out at the stadium from what I was looking at. So um if there's any tailgating plans, they're more likely to be in Frankfurt itself than out of the ground, I think. Um and then game time, half past three kickoff? Yes. I want to say? Yeah. Yeah, half past three kickoff. That's German um, time as well. Yes, that is German time, half past two UK time. Half past eight in the morning, Kansas City time, I think. Six hours. Be- yeah, because their clocks change this weekend. So, yes. So that is a full day of football for, for American fans because it's going to be 8.30 in the morning. Then you've got the midday kickoffs. Then you've got the yes. 4 p.m. kickoffs or the 3 p.m. kickoffs. So that is a long slate. That is this nine is hours, doing it. 10 hours like, of commercial free football for yeah for NFL fans on Sunday. That's I mean, obviously, the early start is not ideal and it's going to be a really good game because it's Chiefs-Dolphins. But for a prospect for a football fan that's that's pretty exciting it's almost well it is over 12 hours straight of pure football that's great actually i read a um a piece uh peter king did in his um his monday morning piece um and he was talking about why it was the chiefs dolphins in germany and essentially they wouldn't give any of the three divisional games to an international game so that struck three off the list straight away they weren't going to give up the eagles the bengals or the bills because they're like three primetime matchups there's six games out the way the bears if they didn't play the bears at home this year then they would go 16 years without playing the bears at home and allegedly there is quite a good traveling contingent within the kind of Midwest area who would go to the Chiefs game against the Bears. So they didn't want to give that one up. Um, and it basically left either the Dolphins or the Lions and the kind of the preseason hype machine on the Lions and the story of them ending last season with a win, even though they never made it into the playoffs, was enough to kind of put that into the season opener. And so it only left the Dolphins as an option for Germany. And that's why the Dolphins... It's a German game. I mean, I think I feel like the Lions game would have been really good as well, but I'm happy. Yeah, I, I agree. Especially with the return yeah. of Tyree Kill and, and all yeah. of that storyline as well. It's going to be really good fun. Um, yeah, because he was talking a lot of smack as well in the offseason about the Chiefs and, and wanting to be, and then Chris Jones was chirping back at Tyree Kill. So what is, it'll be a really what, good game. I'm going to quickly look this up while I ask you the question, but what is your over-under on... Tyree kills yardage on Sunday because uh, you just know they're going to force feed him the ball yeah yeah um, I'm going to put it at one five five really as much high. as that yeah that, feels, that does feel high doesn't it maybe I'm being a bit too generous on Tyreek I, I feel know. like he's like he's that guy. He is. Chiefs are two and a half point favourites. Um, because we're recording this on Tuesday, Paddy Powers do not have player markets out yet. Uh, so I quickly strolled down. 
No, they don't. No, they don't have player markets out yet, so I can't check that. Uh, interestingly, though, they have Paddy Powers have the Chiefs at 26.5 points and the Dolphins at 24.5. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm not, are we favourites? Would you make us favourites? Um, I it's a really tough one. This has been the only game so far this season that I've I, I've not been able to call. Um, obviously didn't get the Lions right because I picked us as favourites, but we came up short in that one, and obviously Denver as well. Um, but this has been the only one that I've not been I've not been confident in in a Chiefs win Same. here. I still don't know what I'm going to predict at the end of this episode. I, I'm still unsure. That's going to be a very <laughs> well, spur of the moment, just how I feel. thinking about that. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, before the season just, started, I picked this as a loss. Um, I, I was on the Quick Snap podcast um, doing like an AFC West preview, and I think I had us going 14 and three, and I thought we would lose a stupid game, and I actually said that was the Bears game. Um, we would lose to the Bengals and we would lose to the Dolphins. They were my three defeats. Um, no, we lost to Denver, which can go down as my stupid game. Um, I'm not sure. What, what do you think our final record's going to be at this stage? Are you 13 um, and 4? Yeah. Oh, Somewhere me, around there? A quick look at the schedule. Who else have we got? We've got to play the Raiders twice. We've still got yep. to play the Chargers again, so that's a division. That's all the divisional games. So um, we've got the Eagles, Eagles, yeah, Eagles Raiders, straight after the bye. Packers, uh, Buffalo, Patriots, Raiders again, Bengals, Chargers. I think thirteen and four is realistic. Um, I think Andy Reid yeah. after the bye is 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 undefeated. Um, so I feel like. We three wins coming out against the Eagles, yeah. And I'm really hoping that 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 we just have, like I said, have a big shake up in the bye week and come out swinging against the Eagles. I feel like that's a possibility. Um, yeah, um, I think 13 four is realistic. I think we've got we've still got some tough, um, some tough matchups ahead, like Buffalo. I, I think. I think although not thing, playing amazingly. The thing with the tough matchups is they're at home. So you've got the Eagles are at home, the Bills are at home, the Bengals are at home, and then the Raiders at home. And then your away games are the Raiders, the Packers, the Patriots, uh, and the Chargers. I mean, Raiders, Packers, and Patriots, you ought to be able to put away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can I see us only losing once the rest of the season? No, I can't. Um, I think I'm at 13 and four now. Yeah. So then the next question becomes, is 13 and four enough for the number one seed? When's it lost to two? Yeah. If if we lose to 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 Buffalo and to to Miami, maybe not. But the Ravens are looking hot, and 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 we don't play them this season. Jacksonville. Right? Jacksonville, Jacksonville look good. looking. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're the four division leaders, right? Uh, yeah. Miami, us, Ravens, and Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know about Jacksonville. I don't think they have the. I don't even have it all there yet. I think. I think they're still quite young and need some more time to develop. Maybe give them a couple of seasons for that, so they're really contending again. Um, 
because after that fluke AFC Championship gaming, what, 2018? I want to know, 17, because 18 was the D Ford offside year. Yes. Um, 2017, I think, because we lost to the Patriots in the division around that year. Yep. I think. Um, after that, they kind of yeah, fell off. And Trevor Lawrence came in, and, and now they're kind of rebuilding things. I think they've got a couple more years in that process before they're really like a, a threat in terms of conference wise. I think divisionally, right now, they're pretty dominant, but until. But yeah, it's because it's crappy divisions. Yeah, yeah, that, that has definitely helped. But. Yeah, I, I don't know about Jacksonville just yet. I think I think the Ravens will, will, will be hanging around till the end of the season. I think they'll be in, in high contention for the for the one seed, and I think Miami will keep it up. I've I've got um, I've got a lot of respect for Miami this year. I think they're they're, they're a really good team. Um, so we'll see. It's interesting, but you know, get into the bye, see how we feel after this Miami game, shake things up, where win or loss in Frankfurt, and and. and put our foot down for the for the back half of the season and hope for the best. But I'm just gonna enjoy this this weekend regardless of the result and, and really look forward to to a great weekend with the guys. It's gonna be really good fun. Absolutely couldn't agree more. Can't look um, too far ahead when you got Frankfurt on the horizon. I can't look <laughs> too far ahead because obviously this weekend is gonna be it's gonna be really Yeah, you you've got really to enjoy fun. the moment. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the now. Enjoy the Frankfurt. Absolutely. And then then we'll deal with the rest of the season after that. We can have the bye week to think about the rest of the season and uh, you can plan forward from there. Do you want to give us a score prediction then? Because <laughs> I don't know Come what on, mine you, is. You, so you, can, you go first. You can go first. Um, no, you go first. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Um, I think that the Denver game was a kick up the ass and I think Pat will be not suffering from man flu. Um and I think that will be enough with the defense playing the way it is. I think if the defense can get pressure on Tua and knock them off their timing, which I, I think we're reasonably well built to do because I think McDuffie and Sneed can get handsy and um, kind of knock Waddle and Hill around. Um, if Chris Jones can target Tua, not literally, um, but... <laughs> Metaphorically, um, I think Dolphins have a few injury worries of their own, um, particularly on the offensive line. So if we can take advantage of that, I think we can score enough early to dictate the game and the good guys will win. 31-28 with Booker kicking a last second field goal. Wow. Nice. Nice. Um, and everyone goes home happy. Yeah. Well, other than Dolphin fans. But other than Dolphin fans, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, I, I like the prediction. It, it, it's fun. I, I do I do think one of the big parts of this game will be the secondary. Um, because I don't think Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle have come up against a cornerback duo as strong as the Chiefs yet. So I think, obviously, having talent across the board would really help the Chiefs in that secondary because obviously if you've got a number one corner who can take on the number one receiver you've then got to worry about Jaina Waddle and, and you've then got to run about these worry about these running backs that have been playing really well as well for the Dolphins so but because we've got such a strong defense this year and because the cornerbacks are really well rounded I think the wide receivers will be a tad I don't think you can stop them or slow them down too much but it will be one of the toughest tests that they've had this season, which I think will play into our favour. 
And I hope that the, the, the whole of the American media spends the week slating Mahomes and this Chiefs offence, um, because then it will turn into a counting the amount It'll of touchdowns on Patrick Mahomes' finger. Notepad, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. It'll be him, you know, running off the sideline after scoring his fourth touchdown, counting like he did against the Bears and, and, yeah, and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope the, I hope the media talks talk shit about him all week because we love a, a petty, pissed-off Patrick Mahomes. So, um but no, I I I I want to be optimistic and say and say a close win like you. Um, I'm gonna say thirty twenty nine. One point game. I'm gonna say really close because I really because I, I if you asked me that question five minutes ago, I, I could have easily said the Dolphins win. I'm, I'm I'm really torn. I want to be optimistic. I don't feel like we should you know throw all our toys at the pram and, and over exaggerate just yet. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay confident and optimistic in Mahomes and, and the Chiefs because Pat doesn't lose two in a row very often. Yeah, there's also that. Um, yeah, and I think after a loss, it is one of those things just like oh, people are doubting us again. Okay, better go prove people wrong. So I feel like this. I I think Mahomes is gonna be kicking himself all week about about what happened in, in Denver, and I think that is really gonna add fuel to the fire coming into this this uh, Dolphins game. Um, and I think if that's the case, and if he plays pissed off, uh, whoever he's playing that weekend better watch out. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hopes in, in Mahomes being angry this week and and, and wanting and having something to prove. Um, and then I'm I'm also gonna put the hopes in, in the defense, which has proved me, you know, has proved me a reliable thing to trust in that's, so far this season. So pretty solid, yeah. I don't see why not. Um, let's go out then and, and 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 yeah, and turn things around from last week. And have fun doing it because we're in Germany. It's going to be great drinking beers and, and watching football. So let's have fun. Uh, and let's go get do you one. have a German beer of choice? Or is it nope. just going to be whatever? Yeah, alcoholic ones. <laughs> Someone asked in the in the group chat about uh, what light beers should they drink. Oh, what should they do for light beers? And I said, pour it down the drain and get a real yeah. beer. <laughs> <laughs> go back um, to America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, America. I don't it's, know. it's Europe. The, the beers are I, strong. <laughs> I, I like Erdinger. I must say, I'm a big Erdinger fan. If they have Erdinger or Paulina, I would like. I'm a fan of both of those. But I'm also quite happy to try whatever local stuff they've got. Um, mm. I'm not a big uh, ale fan. I like a lager and I like a like a pale ale. But the proper hearty ales, I'm, I'm not too keen on. Uh, more so of a the, the Erd- guy, so. Erdinger and Paulina are more kind of vice beers. So they're more kind of cloudy, but still kind of lagery. Mm-hmm. But they give you. a fucking banging headache afterwards mm. like the hangover from them is not pretty and i i'm, I'm a sucker for hang- i hate hangovers so much oh. they're, they're the worst and headaches especially sorry the headaches are just awful i can't stand them like, i i wish i'm sure i'm gonna have one of the weekend i was gonna I'm say a potential three-day session in germany yeah. drinking strong german beer is like it's going to take me weeks to recover. I'm glad we've got the bye week <laughs> afterwards because it's going to take me two weeks to recover from that. Yeah, I feel like you're going to need the bye week after Germany. Oh, bye, am I ever? <laughs> am I ever? Um, right then, I have 50 minutes we strung that out. Well, I was surprised there. That's good. Um, yeah, I thought it'd be, thought it'd be a lot longer than that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of us doing some kind of live recording while we're over there since we're all going to be together. Um, so a kind of like a live from Kansas City that we did last year 
where we just passed the microphone around the table and everyone had a chat and so 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 keep an eye out on the uh feeds on spotify and itunes or whatever and see if we do that um no guarantees but it's not the worst idea we've ever had um if you are in frankfurt give us a shout say hi come and find us um we will be somewhere around if you want to get in the whatsapp group at your own peril yes send us send us a dm on twitter or messages on facebook and um we can let you in there and then everyone can coordinate how they're going to get around the place where they're going to be um and really it's kind of going to be a drifting and drift out in groups isn't it of kind of like there's too many of us to to stick yeah there there is yeah we'll definitely be splintered at times yeah but i think saturday night and the the das kingdom guys and the thing they've got organized that we've got tickets for i think that should be an epic night i'm looking forward to that immensely absolutely absolutely um and then hopefully i don't have too much of a hangover on sunday (laughs) for the (laughs) game um right that'll do us uh oh one more thing before we go 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 i'm I'm two and zero watching the Chiefs live. Once at Wembley, once in Kansas City. I've never seen them lose whilst watching them live. You've never seen them lose to Denver before last week as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if anything, if statistics anything to go by, don't listen to me because one of the biggest ones just got broken last weekend. But if you want to stay optimistic, I'm two and zero whilst watching them live in the stadium, in the flesh. I, so I hopefully that stays. Think, I think I'm eighteen and nineteen. Wow, I think I need. Out. I think I need one more win to get to five hundred. Wow, I'd have to double that just, check. That just that just shows the, the era of the Chiefs. That, that oh, they were dreadful. They were dreadful for years. Like, yeah, I've seen some brutal teams in my time, but um. Well, let's hope we even yeah, have that record anyway. Yeah, I think I think five hundred would be nice right now. I would take That'd that right now. <laughs> um, right then. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, any feedback, any reviews, great. Send it on in. Um, give us a five-star rating or even a one-star rating, just whatever you want to give us. Uh, Owen, brother, I will see you on Saturday morning. <laughs> Can't wait. Look Can't forward wait. to it. <laughs> and um, we'll say from one kingdom to another, goodbye for now. <laughs>